0: This is Ronin, the Prince of Denver and professional wrestling's only true vampire, and you are listening to Wrestling With Altitude. Alright, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Forthrow, and joining me on this episode, I've got Villy Coffee. Villy, how you doing?
1: You know what, I'm doing pretty good. Um, Just got home from work, and uh, I'm excited to be on here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. So, first question out of the shoot I got for you. How did you uh, get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling?
1: That's an awesome question. Um, so when I was a kid, I remember walking past like the toy aisle and I would see like the action figures like John Cena and the Evan Bournes and all of that. And I was like, oh, I want these figures. And my mom was like, no, why do you want Barbies? I was like, because they look cool. And I had like the wrestling ring and stuff. And I remember um, the first match I actually ever watched was, like, Jack Swagger versus The Undertaker. I think it was on, like, Monday Night Raw. And, like, it was on YouTube because my mom got me, like, this, like, this old iPod that I could watch um, YouTube off of. And, like, ever since then, I fell in love with wrestling. And then, of course, when I would come home from school, I would watch, like, Monday Night Raw. You had me tuned in from 6 p.m. to, like, 9 o'clock at night. I was tuned in and then I'd come home for Friday night SmackDown and I kind of like started to fall in love with it, especially with like Daniel Bryan. That's like the guy that really got me to love professional wrestling because he was an underdog, but he Mm -hmm. still showed that he could persevere and fight through everything, especially when you're like a middle schooler and you have like no hope or anything. You're just trying to get through the day. Um, That's kind of where it started was just Daniel Bryan gave me that hope. (laughs) So that's kind of where I got into wrestling.
0: I see. What was the uh, what was your comeback to your mom about? Uh, why do you want Barbies? Do you...
1: I mean, I was like, they're not Barbies; they're action figures, and it's funny because I have so many action figures actually in my room. I'm looking at them right now, and. I mean, all my friends are like, "Why do you have Barbies?" It's, it's the girls. It's not even the guys, but it's always the girls are like, "Yeah, you have Barbies." I'm like, they're action figures. Oh. Get them right.
0: The old, the old, uh, the old adage, the old uh, philosophy, the old uh, religious war. The Barbies are action figures, huh? Exactly. Right. <laughs> yep that's that's awesome uh what's um, in that we're gonna go on a little bit of a sidetrack and route hole since uh, this is kind of a free-flowing conversation but what's um what's some of your favorites or most prized ones that you've got
1: oh man I would have to say the ultimate warrior that is like my favorite action figure i mean he's just like the paint job and all that because sometimes you get like the weird action figures that they didn't do a really good job on. Mm-hmm. And this one, I mean, it's perfect. He's got, like, the Intercontinental Championship, and he's got, like, the white and pink gear. That's got to be my favorite.
0: Oh, that's cool. What about, do you have a Holy Grail one that you'd, you'd love to own in your collection?
1: Um, I would definitely say probably, like, a Finn Balor. Probably, like, one where <laughs> he's in his, like, the Demon King uh, body paint because... You don't really see those action figures as much. It's always just like him as the prince, so I'd definitely like to own one of those.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's that's great.
1: That's fantastic. So um, then what
0: um, precipitated you uh, getting inside that ring? What happened there? What was the thought process? Uh, What happened? What steps did you take? Uh, All that kind of fun stuff.
1: So um, I remember it was... Funny, I always like wanted to get into wrestling. I told my mom like at the age of twelve, I was like, "I want to be in the WWE when I'm older. That's what I'm gonna do with my life." And she was kind of like, "Okay, do what you want to do." And um, I remember I was watching actually a TV show. It was called "Chrisley Knows Best." Okay, and one of like their younger sons was like doing professional wrestling training, and he was like twelve years old. And I'm like, "Why can't I do it? Like, if that kid can train, why can't I?" So. I mean, I kind of set off and I started like researching and um, the first company that I actually I actually ever went to, I was about 14 years old and I remember it was New Era, uh, New Era Wrestling and I remember going and talking to the promoter and I was like, hey, like I want to train and stuff and he, he looked at me and he like was like, no, he's like, you've got to be at least 16 years of age to train and I was like, okay, so a couple months passed by and I'm like, no, I've still got this dream and I'm like 14 years old. And I was lucky enough, I looked up youth pro wrestling training classes in Colorado. And what popped up was the butcher shop with Primo's. And I, like, freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, like, this is a youth pro wrestling class training. And the first thing I did was I called my mom and I was like, can we call? Like, can we please do this? So she ended up calling um, Joe McDougal, who actually was allowing me to train at such a young age. And... (laughs) The first time I ever went into, um, train with him, it was like something I've never seen before. I had all these people behind me and I almost had like a place I could call my home and it's given me like that confidence and stuff. And I mean, it took me forever just to get to where I am now, but looking back at, I've almost been in professional wrestling for five years, believe it or not, um, just looking back at the steps that it took me to get to here. It's just amazing.
0: Oh, that's cool. I want to dissect uh, some of the, the things that you've uh, you mentioned there. So uh, back at new era, was that uh, you were uh, talking with uh, Joey Kincaid?
1: I believe that's who it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, I'm pretty or, sure it was.
0: Or breaking the fourth wall, Zach.
1: I, I could have been, I don't <laughs> I almost think it might've been Zach.
0: Well, that's the same person. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. So I have Joey, Kingade, Zach. Um, it yeah. definitely, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, I'm just like, I remember I had like long hair and I was wearing a blue jacket. It was yeah. the first time I ever saw like a professional wrestling event in Colorado. Yeah. And I'm coming up to him with my mom and I'm like, yeah, I want to train with you. <laughs> And he was like, no, <laughs> oh. he's like, you got to wait till you're at least 16 years of age. Now,
0: uh, which, uh, d- were, was that, um, s- still back in the, um, uh, Buffalo Rose days?
1: That was, that was actually okay. back in the Buffalo Rose days. It was.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we're getting right up. We're getting right on that edge where, uh, you know, the Buffalo Rose had, you know, um, New Era had to uh, move away from there uh because they were there a long time but uh Buffalo Roses was going in a, about a big of a, a remodel so you know New Era made its new home at uh Mile High Comics uh, for the last uh couple years or so you know hopefully hopefully they'll go get back into there soon uh, I know everybody's been waiting for them but uh, yeah, I I hold that heart too because that was my first uh, independent professional wrestling uh, show too was uh, Buffalo Rose at uh, for New Era. So yeah, I miss them a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got some cool stuff down there. I mean, it'd be awesome if they came back. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, everybody, I don't know what you've been hearing, but I'm hearing a lot of July, 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 not just because of uh, the All-Star game, but a little bit because of the All-Star game. But, uh, you know, I think I think a lot of people have been saying July for a lot of things. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, so you got, uh, in there with the, uh, like I said, you, with the, the butcher shop, with, uh, with, the, uh, uh, Joe McDougal and, and, uh, everything I am the provider and, you know, pun intended, you know, cause he is, you know, setting up that, that, what was it like, uh, first, uh, entering into, uh, that, uh, training program?
1: Um, it was really funny because he told me that I could do, uh, he told me, that I could basically train with the adults. And I was like, okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I'm 14 years old. And I mean, there was another, there was, I was the youngest one. So there was Austin, Logan Austin. Mm -hmm. And he was, I think probably, he's like five or six months, maybe even seven months older than me. And then um, there was Zach, also known as Koo. And he was about seventeen, I think, at the time. He's a couple years older than me, so I got to train a little bit with them. And then I trained with Jimbo Lucas. Mm. Um, that was somebody that I got to train with. And then, of course, um, Duff Doyle. That he's an awesome guy to train with. Oh, yeah. But just being in that environment, I remember like being fourteen years old, and Joe does not play around. You know, he wants you to do good. So we would have to go over bumps. Um like over and over and over again. I remember my elbows were always bruised at the end of practice. and I loved it. I was like, heck, yeah. Um, I was always afraid to do stuff, but Joe has all like always pushed me to do my best. He's always been like, are you gonna do it? Like, let's see what you can do, even if I, i've I've been afraid to do something. He's like pushed me in the right direction. And I think that's such a cool thing about professional wrestling training mm-hmm. is you think that you're not going to be able to do something and you're like, oh my God. And then you can actually do it. And you're like, wow. Okay. I'm a little bit of a star.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the amount, basically the amount of support that you're getting from the trainers and even your peers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to be completely different. I mean, when I got in there, yeah, I'm this small, scrawny guy that, you know, I was actually probably five foot at the time, but, um, you know, I went in there and they're like, you know, embrace it. Embrace that you're shorter. Don't mm-hmm. let that be a setback. So they basically took all my disadvantages and turned them into advantages, which has helped me a lot. So
0: oh yeah, definitely. I could I could definitely see that and uh, notice that just uh just the presence in the ring because I've I know I've, I've I've seen you at least once <laughs> and you know just timing wise uh, because of all oh, the craziness of schedules that we've had this year with all the all the wrestling coming back, but that's gonna be thinned out and kind of smoothed out, I think here in the next couple of months. So everybody can go to everything they can uh, be doing that. Um, Let me ask you this. Um, How long was it uh, from the time you uh, got into training uh, your first day to getting your first match?
1: Um, So it actually, it took me four years to get my first match. Okay. Um, And the whole reason being is because Joe wanted to protect me. His thing was, I couldn't see it at the time because I mean, you know, as a, as a teenager, you're like, I just want to get into this and be all this because even like Logan was getting booked at like 16 years old. And I was like, why can't I get booked? Like, you know, I've been training, you know, I think he started training maybe a year before me, but, um, even my mom was like, why aren't you getting booked yet? And Joe was like, it will come, but you know, you've got to gain more muscle. You know, he, I mean, he's straight up what I, which I love about him. He's like, you've got to get bigger. Yeah, he's like you can't be getting thrown around in there with guys, um, and get injured. I mean, he really made sure of that. And like, yeah, it took me four years to get my first match, but I'm not an, even embarrassed about that because it. I was I had to get ready for it physically and mentally, and everything, um, in order just to be successful with that. So I had my first match when I was actually 18 years old, and I'm happy that I waited that long because I definitely wasn't ready. And I think um, there's a lot of guys that think that they're ready, but they're not ready yet. You know, you got to wait for your your trainer's blessing. And I was waiting for Joey's blessing because I didn't even have ring gear when I wanted to get booked. So, oh. you know, um, I think I've learned a lot over like these past years working with Joey is that. It you know it takes time to get to where you want to be, but you gotta stay humble, you gotta stay kind, and you gotta trust the process. <laughs> that's the biggest thing.
0: I see. Yeah, that's that's. A, I mean, that's a great point for anybody listening to this. Let me ask you this. Uh, so, in the time that you that you know you were doing this training for these uh, these these four years or so. Uh, what what did you do to fill up your time when uh, there was shows? What, did you uh, help with uh, setup? Uh, you know, production uh, ring gear, ring crew type stuff, things of that nature.
1: I did. Um, I would go and I would help with uh, ring setup when I could. I mean, one of the difficult things with being like so young and trying to get into the business is school. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure like other guys, if they were, you know, if you started at such young ages going through high school, but then also trying to do wrestling because primos used to be on Sunday nights. So I would I used to have to have my mom take me and then I would go for setup and then all of that. And then I even got to ref a couple of matches when I was like 14, 15 years old. But I think that's still important to this day is to go for ring setup and for tear down, is to just still pay you, pay your dues. You never stop doing that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I had to do though. You have to pay your respects. And that also doesn't just mean like helping with setup and stuff. That means going to other training classes, not just Joey's, but Duff's and Zach's. I actually got to take, um, train with Zach and even Tony Morales. Mm. It was going to different training classes and, just learning the different flavors of ice cream as duff likes to say and uh um i don't think i'd change a thing about it yeah
0: and well in along if i could piggyback off of what you said duff said kind of getting these little bits and pieces of all these different people of the things that they like to focus on because everybody likes to focus on something a little bit different
1: yeah um that's kind of like one of the biggest things because one guy will tell you to do it this way. And then somebody will tell you to do it this way. And you're like, wait, which way do I do it? And the way, um, you know, like even for like a schoolboy pin, um, just like the setup might be a little bit different or whatever. Somebody might tell you to do something a little bit different with your footwork. I always, am like, okay, whoever I'm training with that night, I'm going to do what they tell me to do. And I'm going to go from there. And then when I'm in the wrestling, ring and I'm actually doing a match, I'm going to do what I think feels more comfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But I've never been one to question, um, any of the trainers like, Hey, I don't think that this is right or whatever. I've just always kind of listened and nodded my head like, okay, I agree with that, you know? And that's the way that I was taught as well. Um, was, you know, but even by, um, Eric angel and Elias, I also got to trade with them too. You know, they're like, Well, they might tell you to do it this way, but just listen to whatever they say for that night.
0: Yeah. Do you feel in that aspect that that can be beneficial when you maybe work with somebody for the first time and something that you normally do one way that this person that you're getting into the ring with will do it that other way that you were taught? So at least you've got a great foundation to uh, rely back on.
1: I think it's really beneficial because – Actually I've had a couple of guys that I wrestled that like do suplexes on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, wait. And then I have to like reposition, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we, it's still safe and stuff, but um, it's very useful because sometimes people don't always give clotheslines on, you know, the right side. Some people are left-handed. So you kind of have to work yeah. with what people have. Right. Um, and it's, It's pretty useful, I think. So like anybody that's training out there, you know, they're going to tell you everyone. Every trainer has a different flavor of ice cream, but just trust what they're saying. And then you can kind of it's I think it's cool. You can kind of take and um, grab what you think will work for your character and for the way that you like to wrestle. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Once again, going back to little things you said, what was it like uh, refereeing at uh, such a young age? Were you intimidated uh, that the the wrestlers were going to listen to you?
1: Oh, I was very intimidated. (laughs) I was terrified. Um, Because, I mean, I think the first match I ever wrestled for, or like I ever ref for, was, I I remember Big Guns was in there, and Big Guns is a big guy. Yeah. And I remember um, him screaming at me, like, not actually like screaming, but you know, like for his character.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And... I was like, oh my god, this dude is huge. And he's like yelling at me because I miscounted or whatever.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I mean, it gets terrifying too because you're kind you've got a you're an important role. You can't just be standing there. But also being a ref is kinda of cool. You get a front row seat, yeah. <laughs> like you also get to be a part of the wrestling match. Um, and it taught me kind of how pinfalls work and how submissions work, how long that all takes, mm. besides watching. And it also you learn a lot just from by being in the ring because you can learn from the way that the wrestlers are working with each other um, when spots are being made or whatever, or if somebody is not okay if they're injured or or whatever, how they handle that. So, I mean, you learn firsthand by being a ref, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it,
0: it, in, uh, in all aspects, you know, you can, you can, as, as I think basically what you're trying to say is when I'm refing, I can then use that experience to when I'm going to be one of the participants in the match to be able to, you know, know where the ref's thinking, you know, how the ref is working with us, how, how all that stuff is kind of working in, in sync.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um I, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot just from doing that, and even um, when people ref my matches, yeah. I kind of get an understanding of what it's like to be in their shoes as well. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, how did that? how that match uh, turn out? Uh, uh, do, you, do you remember anything uh, specifically? You know, who who won? Anything crazy happened in that match besides Big guns yelling at you?
1: It's funny. I. I wish I did. That's like all I remember was just big guns yelling at me. <laughs> um, and that's literally all I remember because actually one of um, my teachers came to that wrestling match and he was like sitting front row and he was laughing. He's like, you did good as a ref. And he's like, that one guy's huge. And he was talking about big guns. I'm like, I know I was in there with him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you. De- that's That's one time that you definitely want to make sure – that you're in position because you're not going to be able. you personally. Well, not a lot of people too, are not going to be able to, uh, uh, be able to move, uh, move that mountain. Or if you hit that mountain, you're going to be the one that's going to be moved.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah. When I was refing, I absolutely had to make sure that I was out of their way. I mean, otherwise you're going to like fall on your face and then everyone's going to laugh at you. So (laughs) I, especially with bigger dudes in there, as a small, tiny, little fifteen-year-old ref, yeah, I had to move out of the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so so, what about the your first match? Uh, who was it uh, against, and uh, how did it go for you? Did you have some anxiety the whole gambit, How did how did that go?
1: So it was crazy because um, JV actually wrote me, and he's like, "Just so you know, um, you're going to be debuting, um, you know, on the sixth of March." And I was like, "What?" Mm -hmm. i was excited i mean when i got that message i was like oh my god and then there's a part of me that's like wait i have no ring gear like how does this work how did how did these matches work um and i remember kind of leading up to it i went to practice and i was working with joe mcdougall and uh roland doobie and then jacob Nix, and it was just kind of going through certain stuff um so you know Joe was kind of showing me, okay, this is what you can do in your match to make it look clean and good. And then we would have to go through those motions. And I remember, um, like the first thing that I, that he taught me was, it was a drop kick off of the middle rope. And I was like, terrified to do it. I was like, oh, this, this is going to be so cool. And I remember like looking at Joe and being like, uh, and he's like, if you can't do it here, you're not going to be able to do it in the match. So, the next thing I know is I jumped off the middle rope and then I um, dropkicked Jacob Nix in the chest. And that is like my favorite video to watch over and over again. (laughs) But um, I just remember that. And then um, the night of the show, I was (gasps) extremely nervous. Um, I was like, because I was told that I was going to be in the gauntlet match. Oh. And. I remember that because I had to wrestle, like, not just one guy, but four guys. So I was going to wrestle Roland Duby, B-Mobile, Jacob Nix, and then Cody Devine. And I'm, like, thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to remember my spots? How am I going to be able to do all this? Um, It was a lot, but it was so much fun. I still remember uh, wrestling Cody. You know, and he took care of me in there. And he, you know, at the end of the, t- the time, I mean, everyone's like, "You did a really good job for your first match. There were a couple slip ups, but it was fun." Especially, like, how many people can say that they had a gauntlet match to be in a gauntlet match for their debut? Not a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's cool. And uh, how would that uh, gauntlet match uh, turn out? Who did you progress far enough to win it, or just just missed it?
1: Um. So. I beat Roland Doobie, and then – so I pinned Roland Doobie, and I was able to pin B-Mobile and then Jacob Nix, and then Cody Devine got me. Uh, um, he cut me off, and he definitely gave me a beating that night. <laughs> uh,
0: that damn Cody Devine. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Uh, well so far, um, uh, in your, your career, who have been some of the uh, favorite uh, people that you've uh, been able to uh, work with in the ring?
1: Um, by far, I'm going to have to say Eric Angel. Uh, he is by far the, my, my most favorite to work with just because like, as a trainer, he is amazing. Um, you know, I learned so much from him in the months that I was working with him and I remember I was going to debut with CSW and they told me I was like, it was a 20 minute time limit match or something like that. And I was nervous. I mean, I was freaking out in the back and I remember Eric coming over to me and being like, we're going to have fun out there, but it's going to hurt a lot. And I was <laughs> like, Oh boy, you know, um, cause first of all, it was my debut in CSW and I am also wrestling like a vet. Yeah. Um, like, somebody that's I look up to, so I didn't want to disappoint him. And it was the most scariest, but it was, like, one of the most funnest matches I think I ever had. Just because I, I like getting kicked in the face. And I like, um, you know, like, having to do all these crazy st- – you know, without having to do all these crazy stuff, like, telling the story. It was just – it was awesome.
0: No, that's, that's great.
1: I, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah. And,
0: and, and additionally, the nerves of going in there with somebody who was training you.
1: Yeah. Um, especially with somebody like one of your trainers, that's something where it's like, you want to make sure you definitely don't mess up and Mm -hmm. you do what you're supposed to in there.
0: Yeah. And, uh, did you get any, uh, feedback there from, uh, Mr. Eric Angel on that Um, afterwards?
1: Yeah, you know, he said, you did a really good job. He's like, there was a couple slip-ups, but he's like, overall, you did a really good job. And that, to me, was awesome. That's cool. Um, I was happy about that because I knew that I got what I needed to get done. Obviously, there's always room for improvement, but I was just worried that I was going to completely mess up the match or not do what I was supposed to. and. I mean, I, I was able to take it to the home stretch, and that was the longest match I've ever had. was was twenty minutes. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's great. Um, so, another thing I want to ask you along the same lines, uh, because it's something that's a little bit new, and it's kind of spotlighting uh, you, you yourself as well as a few of the other uh, people uh, you know in the industry here. Is the chopping block shows that Primos is is doing? How does it feel to have a, a series of shows? And I, I talked to Jv Vernola, a a genre within a genre, so a a a special set of shows within the Primos umbrella that's kind of focused on you yourself, like like I said, and a couple of the other um, people that are you know training in the uh, chopping block. Uh, you know, Butcher Shop uh, Gym and, and everything like that. Uh, how does that feel to, to kind of get that spotlight of shows on on you and your, your peers?
1: I think it's really cool because I don't think it's really been done before, at least in Colorado. Especially with some of the newer guys, we're trying to figure out um, how we break into the business. Mm-hmm. And it's a good opportunity to um, get out there in front of the crowd, but also show what you've got. I really, I like it. I, I have no complaints about it. It's fun. I mean, even like my last match with Logan, I was really excited for it. Yeah. Um, you know, we went out there, did what we did and we had fun. I think it's a good opportunity, especially, um, just to learn how to tell that story and how do I act? How would your character act in this certain situation? Um, and, the storylines are starting to make a little bit of sense too. So yeah, I, I definitely like where it's going.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, I do. I do too. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Well, of course I was there at the last show as well. I've uh, been of course watching, you know, what the shows I've been having to miss. Cause like I said, cause of scheduling conflicts. Uh, but you know, hopefully that's a, a thing of the past for at least a while for 2021. Uh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that. I want to ask you specifically about that match with, uh, with Logan. Um, did you feel any pressure because, you know, you were, like I said, you, you came up with him training, uh, he course has ascended, um um uh, you know, since he kind of debuted and has gone to, uh, do some great things and now you're getting in, you got into the ring with him, like I said, under the genre of genre shows where, uh, two great spotlights on, uh, you know, two students that came out of the, uh, the, uh, butcher shop, uh, you know, uh, gym and, and things like that. So how did you feel about that match? Uh, what were you thinking going into it and, and, uh, during it and, and afterwards, how did you feel?
1: I was honestly, I mean, cause Logan and I worked each other a lot in training. So we knew, we knew what we were going to do there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was really excited for it. I mean, I remember talking with Logan. I wasn't even stressed about it. I'm usually like have butterflies before. Yeah. I think the only time I had butterflies was actually walking out to the entranceway because all my friends were there. <laughs> but, um, otherwise I was really excited for it. I mean, Logan's just such a cool guy to work. Um, because some of the moves that he, he taught me actually how to do all those crazy moves. Yeah. Um, cause he took the time to do that and I'm forever grateful for that. Because he put more moves into my repertoire, but um, I was really excited for it. And I, I remember it was like after he gave me the super kick, um, he like he like grabbed me and he hugged me and he's like, "You did a really good job." And I was like, "I'm happy that I even made Logan proud yeah. because you know he's obviously a vet, and if even if I was able to make him proud, I was happy about the match." So I. I, that was probably, it was a really fun match to be honest with you. I'd do it again wow. I'd love to wrestle Logan again.
0: Ah, yeah. Well, heck, you know, why not? The, the chopping block uh, series of shows, uh, promises to, to be, uh, continued. So there's, there's, uh, you know, a future thought for, uh, the bookers there at, uh, chopping block and primos to maybe do it, do it one again, once again. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe you can have a series of throws, a series of ser- series of matches I should say, uh you know, and have a little uh, stipulation or a little twist on each match.
1: Who yeah, knows? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs>
0: so uh what about the I, you know, I know you you just uh, kind of uh get us started here, but you have any uh thoughts about the future of uh people you'd like to get into the ring with, and uh, this can be, you know, uh, a month from now, a year from now, uh, uh, a couple years from now, and this can also be anybody, anywhere, anyhow, any promotion, nationwide, locally, internationally, things, uh, anything you have your heart and desire that you, uh, even though you may not be able to do it like tomorrow, but you'd like to work up to?
1: Um, I mean, this is going to sound cheesy, but I would love to wrestle Marco Stunt. That okay. him because he's around my height and I think we could put on like a great match. I think we could have a great match because he's Mr. Fun size and I'm Mr. 5.2. <laughs> There's going to be something there that can happen. Um I would definitely lo- love to wrestle Marco stunt one day. And even um, Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. that is a, another guy that I would love to wrestle just because, I mean, that's somebody that I looked up to when I was older. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, even some of his moves, like the submission holds and stuff, I'm I'm getting into that. So that would just be an awesome match to do as well,
0: right? Do you feel uh, do you feel that aspect of being a, a smaller person? It, it kind of accentuates and kind of gives a little bit more to the to the character to the wrestling of of somebody having that uh, the submission moves that it, it's kind of giving that wow factor. It's like oh, here's a littler person. But he's got submission moves. That's normally what a bigger guy does.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, That's kind of where I'm starting to go a little bit more mm-hmm. because, I mean, we all know like every, every – I'm like one of the smallest guys in Colorado to wrestle, so yeah. I've got to pull something out else that's different. You're not going to ever see me powerbomb somebody. It's not <laughs> physically possible. So if I can outsmart somebody by doing a submission hold, why not do it? And I'm actually learning um, from Jake Shannon. He's starting to coach actually at the butcher shop on Wednesdays. He's teaching us catch wrestling. Mm -hmm. And it's been very beneficial because I've started to use some of those techniques in my matches and he's going to teach me some more submission holds. So I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm glad you kind of uh, mentioned, uh, mentioned that. Uh, How do you feel? feel, you know, like I said, you know, we do, we're unfortunately or fortunately mentioning a little bit about, you know, size and smaller size. How well do you, uh, is is he giving you any kind of great tips being smaller to be able to work on this, uh, this catch, uh, catch wrestling that he's, that he's coaching Uh, anything that he's uh, specifically, you know, tailoring you to, to the aspect of, Hey, I know you're smaller, but you still can pull this off by doing it this way.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, yesterday he's like, you've got to realize guys, it's about technique. Mm -hmm. If you can get your technique down, then like size won't necessarily matter. But he also has told me specifically, he's like, especially with you being a smaller guy, we're going to get you to go for smaller, like limbs. Um, and that's kind of where he's directed me towards is doing something along those lines. I'm sure he's got some ideas handed up to me. Um, you know, he's got some ideas that he's going to go through. But, I mean, even last night, we were learning some different moves, and we were all kind of pairing up um, with people. And it's a cool dynamic because if there's like six or more guys, I'm, I'm the smallest guy there. But I'm, I could be wrestling somebody like Roland Duby, and then I'm going to be wrestling somebody like Jacob Nix in the next two minutes. Yeah, And you have to learn kind of how to work with them. And my whole thing is he's always told me, he's like, you've got to be on top. He's like, you've got to be quicker and faster than them and I've started to stick with that a lot, is don't let them get control of my head and don't let them um, pull me down to the mat. I've got to stay on top. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like um, getting that uh, foundation in, uh, like I said, the, the catch wrestling and then also the uh, the other style is, is kind of making your, your repertoire uh, well-rounded?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, especially with the catch wrestling, it helps because, I mean... You gotta know what you're doing. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, it's professional wrestling, but it's still got wrestling in the name. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of taking it back a little bit to the catch days. I like catch wrestling, I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. And if we can incorporate that into more matches, then why not, you know? Yeah. Why not do something a little bit different?
0: Right. Did you uh did you speaking of Roland Doobie, did you were you able to catch his any of his match uh at the last show or were you still in preparation for for yours?
1: um i caught a little bit of his match at the last show i did see a little bit of it for sure yeah um, so, you
0: saw, so you saw a lot of the catch wrestling that they incorporated in their match huh
1: i did i mean looks he, good yeah and he did that all on the fly i mean because we were talking about it actually last night yeah and um he's like i learned that all from jake like just from being at jake's classes that helped me in the ring yeah and I couldn't agree more with him. I mean, if you're lost and you don't know what to do to the guy, yeah, start doing catch on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a lost lost art form. Uh, it's uh, it, it's great. I mean, it's it's a uh, STD. It's uh, something totally different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: oh, all right. Well, uh, so we talked about the kind of maybe the far future, uh, then, the, but not necessarily the uh, near future. What do you uh, got uh, in your schedule that uh, the people should be uh, aware of uh, that's uh, coming up for for you?
1: Um, I guess you know I'm getting, you know, booked. I know for sure on CSW and with Primos, but there's you know there's a chance of i guess maybe a different character that you're going to see coming out yeah. i don't want to give too much away but
0: yeah always tease the always tease the listeners
1: exactly right but there's going <laughs> to be a new character that's coming out that is going to be insane and i think that people are really going to like it and it's going to bring a lot of entertainment to be honest with you and it's a big role for me to play but i'm excited for it i'm definitely excited to be in this different role, especially for primos with the direction that they're going to put me headed towards, it's going to be very interesting.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I hope the listeners are as well. Well, uh, Billy, I think that might be a fantastic point to, uh, put on this conversation, but before I do let you go, uh, people wanted to, uh, say, uh, keep up with you on the, uh, social media where they could, they do that.
1: Um, you can do it on my Facebook and then my Instagram is probably the most that I post on, to be honest. So, um, my Instagram is at Billy coffee. Um, and it's just me. It's like a comic picture of me that they did from CSW. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Facebook is the same thing. It's at Billy coffee. And those are the two things that I usually use the most. So
0: (laughs) awesome. Great. I think that's uh, pretty easy. Yeah. So, uh, V I double L I C O double F double E.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I want to thank you uh, for coming on, and uh, I can't wait to uh, see you uh, more in the future and in the person.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was an honor to be on.
0: <laughs> Once again, a big, huge thank you to Billy Coffee for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling Without the Two podcast, and I want you all to uh, check him out and each and every one of the shows that he's at if you're in the area when it comes time around. Alright, well let's do a uh, quick in review since we've uh, had some things to uh, talk about that I got to experience when it comes to the uh, wacky world of uh, professional wrestling. And that was the Chopping Block 5 Bigger batter, Choppier. So I was so happy to uh, finally get back to a Primo's premiere pro wrestling show. Uh, always a fun time to see them uh, in person and of course get back to wrestling and get back a little bit to, as everybody is saying, a little bit about the normalcy. If we could even call primos normal but a lot of great shows uh some of the uh, uh fun matches i like. i like i did like philly's uh, match as well as roland doobie's match uh that was fun as well as well as the whole night was just a great night to uh, just totally have fun with but uh what do we uh, have uh coming up uh here coming in the uh, calendar that's in my view we've got a couple of different events nothing this weekend but next weekend we've got quite a few things happening so we're gonna start the yeah, wrestling weekend off on Thursday with Devotion Championship Wrestling. They are having their bar fights line of shows that is uh happening on Thursday, May 6th. It's got to be May May 6th. Uh, if you want to uh get uh, tickets, tickets are uh, $10. Uh mask required. Uh head over to uh Devotion Championship Wrestling's uh Facebook page or their website and you can get uh, all the info on that right there then on Friday May 7th the return of Lucha Libre and Laughs how I spent my summer vacation now if you haven't gotten tickets to this well guess what it's still sold the frack out uh it got sold out uh you know of course with uh you know let's be honest limited capacity uh it was going to sell out anyways even if we didn't have level limited capacity but uh if you guys don't have tickets let me let me just give you a little bit of a uh, suggestion and I'd like to see you guys do this head over to Lucha Libre and Laughs uh, YouTube channel give them a subscribe and you'll see some of these matches that you would have missed if you uh, did not have the tickets or for the lucky few of us that do have tickets we get to watch and experience them again I always enjoy when they have those up there and they are doing a great job of uh, getting all their back catalog up if I must say so then on Saturday we've got a couple different things things uh once again back over to devotion championship wrestling they are having their may day event uh from the uh gateway i believe uh at in salt lake city uh bell time of 7 p.m doors at 6 tickets 20 dollars once again head over to their facebook page or their website you'll get uh tickets right there for another live tv taping for them then additionally on saturday we've got uh, the return of rocky mountain pro for their uh Charged TV tapings that is also on this Saturday, May. Eighth uh, doors at 5:30. Uh, showtime starts at uh, 6 p.m. Tickets can be purchased either via their Facebook page or their website rmpwrestling.com. You can look all that up. Or you know, additionally, if you are on the Eventbrite website or the Eventbrite app, turn that notification on, and you'll get uh, those notifications when tickets go on sale for all of these events. Uh, tickets uh, range anywhere from 10 to 20. And there's also a special meet and greet with uh, the Navajo warrior that you can get in on for Rocky Mountain Pro's event on Saturday, May 8th. I hope to see each and every one of you attend one of these shows that I mentioned or give some support to all the guys and gals that are busting their humps to bring you this entertainment, which is well much needed in the time that we are living. All right. So before we get out of here, let's go. Uh, give a shout out to the Trending topics network do you like this show look up their feed in your favorite podcast catching application of your choice you'll get other great shows such as all beer inside the eurovision showcase the spanish announce table and wrestling cheers want to get in contact with this show wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the website podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com is the email address we're on facebook at wrestlingwithaltitude and on twitter of wrestlealtitude for the handle want to help? Support the show, go over to Pro WrestlingTees.com/slash Mr. Fourth Row. Pick yourself up a wrestling with altitude t-shirt, it would be greatly appreciated. And I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.